detective. Thrill me. Final round. Up against Rocky Balboa. We're going to be covering Creed this evening. Jared, mm. let's do a quick <laughs> recap. <laughs> yep. Let's do a quick recap uh, before we get into it of the previous six films. If we all gave it five out of five for the first one. Is that correct? Yep. Yes. What about part two? I was a three and a half. Yeah, I, I gave it a four. Was four because he's then I revised. Disabled. I revised it to the three and a half. You revised? Yes. I was uh, talked around. What is, what, what, sorry, Gibo. What did you give it? I gave it a three. I, I, oh, I was okay. actually close to a two and a half, but I ended up giving it a three. And then Jared wanted to prove that he wasn't related to Adrian, so he, he actually had to come down to your score of three and a half. <laughs> no, I did. I had to. I had to revise a little bit, as I said, self reflection. Yeah, so mark of a mark of a quality human being. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rocky three. I gave three and a half. Yep. I think you guys both gave it four. No, I gave three and a half. Three and a half. I think you both. Did you give it three and a half? No, oh, okay. I think. Or oh, maybe I did give it a four. I'm not too sure, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, it was high. We were all high on it. Mm. I believe. Yeah. Rocky four came in for some treatment for me at one and a half. I gave it a two and a half. You gave us. You gave it a three, didn't you? Uh, maybe. But I think that's only the nostalgia that would have saved that one. Nostalgia carried you through, I think, to a sort yeah. of pass mark, if I remember rightly. Rocky five came in for. Rocky Five also came in for a bit of pepper. Mm. I gave it one and not, a half. Not as much as we anticipated, though. No, no. I think I gave it a two. Yeah, you guys both gave it a two, I think. You guys were pretty generous on Rocky Five, I feel. I think uh, it, did, it did well, considering I thought it was way worse than it was, so I think I might have sort of overcompensated, thinking, like, because it was... Self-reflection, anyone? <laughs> I, I don't know where two stars is generous. That's still not a passing mark, so, you know. It's 40%, mate. Happy with that. Okay, not Balboa... Balboa was a winner. Yeah, four out of five. Yeah, I gave it four and a half. Yeah? Yeah, I was pulling myself up. <laughs> Balboa. <laughs> so much yep. excitement. Yeah, I was very excited about Balboa. Right, so we're six rounds in. Look, we lost the first two comfortably. The third one, I think we we were in, but we lost. No, we lost that. Four and five, we, we got up. One comfortably. And we came out in six thinking we're in top. Well, you've copped it. You've come out of six with not being able to open your eyes. <laughs> your face is all mashed up. And... They basically beat, he beat the living shit out of us in six. Yeah. So we go into seven, seeing if we can Are we, are we calling game. this seven, though? Is this seven or is this 1A? Well, I'm going to call it seven for the purposes okay. of this podcast, but I think when yeah, we well, get into talking sense. about it, I'll probably... I think we'll probably all be in agreement on the one A sort of. Yeah, side I'm of with you yeah. on that one. Yeah. It's it's the seventh in a series, but you can tell yeah. it was sort of sort of starting to separate itself. Now, it's, also, it's just before we get just yeah. before we get into it, I also um, saw something I wish I hadn't have seen on Ooh. YouTube today that relates to Rocky Four. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the film clip for "There's No Easy Way Out." <laughs> <laughs> So hang on a minute. By you've Robert given Rocky Temple? for a pizzling, yeah. and all you've done since then is no. purchase the soundtrack. <laughs> I did YouTube not. YouTube film clips. I did not purchase the soundtrack. Thank you. You purchased Hearts on Fire. One song. Well, that's you've Hearts purchased the soundtrack, basically. Yeah. And the reason why I was looking at it on YouTube is because obviously I was getting the uh, a little snippet of the sound. Because of our previous episode where Gibbo began to sing the song and talked about how awesome it was. You've given your story some thought there. And. Liar. Now it's, <laughs> it's by a guy called Robert Tepler or something like that. Oh, yeah, I can, I can't, I'm not bloke. quite sure if I can remember his name or not. And he it has no Rocky scenes in it, but Tepler comes out with a pair of Cheetos. <laughs> a button up shirt and a long sort of, I don't know, dusted jacket. <laughs> and he's got that, that yeah, sort of long, sort of stringy hair, and he keeps dancing, yeah, dropping the knees, <laughs> doing the clicks and shit like that. I'm hearing nothing that you're telling me that deserves this mockery. <laughs> it sounds like a jam to me. Sounds like Matty casing him. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and I only watched it like the first minute because I just wanted to see it. Ah, oh, brilliant. I feel better about that. 
<laughs> you feel better now? You got that out of your system? Yeah, I'm glad we all went through that together. <laughs> uh, I'm going to YouTube as soon as I Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> all right, let's take our first break and then come back and talk about Creed. Jesus, compose yourself, would you? <laughs> Why would you want to pick a fighter's life? It's not a choice for me. Who knew I would take it to a whole nother level? Who knew I would race it with a whole other rebel? If it was anybody else in my corner, I wouldn't do it. I got angels all around me, yeah, yeah. I got love all around me, yeah, yeah. I need a fighter to the end to my last breath. I'm a hustle to my last breath. You belong in here. Come on. Creed, ready PG-13, in theaters Thanksgiving. Creed from 2015. It's directed by Ryan Coogler, who did Fruitvale Station. It's produced by David and Erwin Winkler and Robert and William Chartoff, and as well as Sylvester Stallone. And it's written by Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington. It stars Michael B. Jordan um, from Fantastic Four, The Wire and Friday Night Lights as Adonis Creed. Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa. Tessa Thompson as Bianca. Felicia Richard as Marianne Creed and Tony Bello as Pretty Ricky Conlon. The budget was $35 million and at this point in time, because it's still currently in release, it's made about $85 million worldwide. Not good enough. Now, Jared, give us your thoughts, mate. Kick us off. Strong. Four out of five. I, um, Straight to the point, mate. I, I <laughs> yeah, I was loving every minute of it. Watching it at the at the movies, I was sort of because um, it's been so long since we've got to see. Well, not you know Rocky Balboa, obviously, but it's still been quite a quite a few years since we've got to see that in the cinemas. Yeah, it's good to get that experience again, um, and it sort of it's a familiar story, but it was different. Um, like it had familiar elements, but it was a, a different story to what we've we've got previously. I love the way they they had the the familiar moments and then kind of redefined them in some some ways and I think yeah it just hit hit just about every mark for me and I was again we got to the final fight and you were in the cinema with me I was sitting there mucking around with my recliner because you know I had to get up onto the edge of my seat there and oh, I just loved it. Okay, Gibo. Yeah, more of the same, mate. Really. Um... Obviously, as a Rocky fan, it's, it'd be hard not to get into this. Um, I think the way they tackled uh, Rocky's situation was pretty well done, and he definitely looks the part because I think he looks like he's been dead for a while now. But um, <laughs> so shit. Oh, he, he, he looks terrible, mate. And then, and then once I was there no. to make him up to look like a, a cancer victim, um, think things went downhill further. But he definitely played the part pretty well. I think he's getting some buzz for some actual acting awards, which I think he definitely deserves out of this one. Um, I was a big fan of his stuff in Rocky Balboa, and I think he just he knocks it out of the park in this one um, for more. Yeah, uh, definitely. Michael B. Jordan is is really, really, really convincing as a fighter. I think he is he, sort of in the Carl Weathers mould where he's just obviously an athletic guy and he's obviously in good shape, but he, he really sells it. Mm. And obviously the way they sort of adjusted the story, Jared sort of mentioned, there's a lot of the same beats. It, it feels like a Rocky one redux, but... They did it all in the right ways and they, they sort of didn't... It's not an insult to the first movie, it's more of an homage to it and, and I think it, it, does it, in a, it does a really good job and so I'd probably go a four out of five as well. Yeah, I would agree too. I'd, I'd give it four out of five. I think it was a really good reintroduction of the actual series. Now, we sort of spoke before about whether it was a series or whether it was sort of a offshoot of that series and, and I'm more in the offshoot mould. It's part of the Rocky universe in a way, it includes Rocky, but it involves characters from that, mm. uh, you know, a connected character from the series. Well, it was the first one where he wasn't the protagonist. Yeah, and, and really Rocky's a supporting guy in this. He's yeah. a supporting player. Yep. But I think they did a fantastic job all round. I think they were really respectful of the material and it wasn't just a cash grab. It's not just a cash grab. And as far as Stallone's concerned... I would not be surprised if the guy ends up getting an Oscar nom and possibly ends up winning it just because it's the kind of story that the Academy might sort of want to get behind. 
Yeah, I don't think they'll win. It'd be a nice little touch of who he is, but I think I think he might get a nomination. I, I don't see him winning it because I think he's just got too much of a stigma. He's had that his whole career, just you know, being the meathead action guy. I think it'd be a tough sell to get him across the line, but I'd love to see that. Yeah, I think, yeah I think well, it'd, yeah, it'd, it'd be, be nice to see, but you never know. But then again, stranger things have happened. Look, stranger things look at Sandra Bullock. But there is yeah, a bit of the snobbery. In yeah, the, look at her. She's famous. Snobbery going on. But you know what I mean? Like Sandra Bullock was known as you know, rom-coms and, and McConaughey's the same. Rom-coms and shit and stuff and they pull out a performance in a movie that's not in their wheelhouse and this is actually in his wheelhouse. Well, that's, I think yeah. that's going to be the hard part to sell though is he's been doing this character for, what, seven movies now so I, I think that, that might be what... He should have got it right by now. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, kind of. It's like this is a character he created. Like this, this character is basically... You know, he's the embodiment of that person. It's it's not really him acting. You know what I mean? It's it, it's tough. Mm. It's a tough sell that way. I, I think it. I think it might deserve. It. I just think it's one of those things. It might be hard to get him across the line for that. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can. But I loved it. That. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was really good and definitely one of the best. Uh, for me, is one of the best acting acting bits of work for his career. Oh no, doubt. It was up there. I thought, you know, Rocky Balboa was good. I actually probably thought Copland was was probably his best straight out acting job that mm. I'd seen. Um, but this one might actually pip them. I think. I think this is it, it, being sort of reduced to that role of just acting and not being being able to rely on that physicality anymore. I think this is his his best bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And how old is he now? Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yep. Yeah. 69 years old, so really he, he can't rely at all on physicality because essentially his body's now breaking down. And well, even at 69, unless you're doing a grudge match and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still able to sort of roll out. You're still able to sort of, you know... But what I mean out, is you look at him... physical De Niro. You, you look I, at him I don't in, think he could now, though. I think that that was a couple of years ago as well now. I think it, like it's, it looks like he's turned the corner now. I think he's actually an old guy. Yeah. Like, there's no way you yeah. can see another Expendables movie or any of that. Like, that, that ship has just finally sailed now. I think he's really... He's in a different stage at this point. I don't well, think he can do. Basically, anymore. he's now got to rely on some acting jobs. Like he's actually got to pick roles with acting in mind. Mm. Yeah, and not. You know, he could. I reckon he could have quite a. You know, another five or six years of playing that sort of mentor role, and even in action flicks, he can well, get away with that. A Godfather reboot with him as uh, Don Corleone. That'd really. <laughs> Off what's uh, could we get uh, Milo? The, 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 what's his name? Milo, 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 yeah, Milo V back in there, you know, he'd, he'd get a role in there, wouldn't he? Yeah. Come on, Jared, you can um, say his name, it's only Adam, isn't it? They can't get it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was well, just I was taking, I was taking <laughs> low blows. How do you say? Oh, I haven't got the thing in front of me, <laughs> you don't need to read it. <laughs> yeah, let's not go. Was into it, this, I can't yeah. remember his the full name, was it Venta Ventimiglia or Vermiglia or something? <laughs> like that? No, you, you, no, you got it first time, yeah, Ventimiglia. <laughs> It's a Miglia. There we go. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. It's not that hard, mate. Okay. <laughs> Likes. I was really impressed by the fact that, um, once again, it puts character ahead of sport. Yep. yep. You know, Balboa did it really well. And, in fact, Balboa probably did it slightly better, to be honest. But I thought this was just behind, only just behind in terms of, it gave us more and more about the characters. And, yeah, there was boxing in there pretty regularly. There was pretty regular boxing. But it was pretty short and sharp early. You know, it was like you'd get a quick hit of boxing and then we'd be back into the, the meat of the story. So I kind of – I really like that that we're back to that. It's a good way to start this. Yeah, and even amongst some of those boxing things, they were only breaking up um, the story progression – very briefly, um, like even leading up to the first fight, you've got the stuff about the other trainer finding out that he's a creed and things like that, that actually do progress the story along, um, and are actually plot points that leads lead to things happening after that. Um, so yeah, the, the fighting initially just sort of breaks it up very briefly. So I, yeah, I think that was a, it was good to see that it was in the spirit of the original, that it was a, a good drama with the sport thrown in. Yeah, well, the three good movies yeah. all followed that same template, the, the first one and then yeah. uh, Balboa and this one. So they obviously exactly. figured out, yeah, Rocky Four isn't what you should be going back to. <laughs> let's, stick, let's stick to good movies instead. 
Regular montages is not really the way to go. Yeah, we better cut the montages down from four to you know maybe one, maybe one or two. Even the mon the mon there is a montage like sort of set up in this, but the way they do it's very different. It's sort of it's more cutting in and away to different pieces. It's not it's not so much a montage with you know the the overt music soundtrack over the top of it and. It, yeah. it is still there, but it's just done a lot more tastefully, I feel like. And it, so, you, as a Rocky fan, you don't, you don't feel like you missed out on it, but it's just not so cheesy and and forced down your throat. I actually yeah. really enjoyed where they they actually did the montage when he was in the hospital, that yeah. real brief one showing his training in the hospital. So you're getting again. This is what I was sort of mentioning about redefining. You're getting the classic Rocky montage, but like you said, stripped back without. Necessarily the blaring music and all that sort of stuff, but at the same time, he's looking after a different circumstances. Yeah, he's looking after Rocky and sort of going through this. The chemo. Yeah. They're both going through their fight. You know, like mm. exactly. Yep. Yeah, that parallel really works through the whole thing too. Um, I'll tell you what I'm actually pretty happy with, and this may never have gotten up, but you could potentially have seen somebody press try and press forward with a new Rocky involving perhaps Rocky's son. You know, Rocky training his son or something along those lines. So I like the fact that it was Rocky's still involved, but the son is of his mate, you know, the Creed character's son instead. Yeah. And and it, I think it, it gave us again that um, antagonistic start where they weren't didn't seem like they were going to get along and Rocky wasn't really going to do it. You know, look, I'm, I don't really want to do it for you, you know. I'll give you a, a quick, um, you know, some some tips. But that's about it. And then he gets that, kind of drawn into it. I think that bit would... Because I could just see someone... You're never going to believe that, though. Like, going into this movie, you know that he's going to train him. It, it's... Yeah. I, I liked it, but, I, like, knowing anything about anything, like, if you've got even a quarter of a brain in your head that's switched on, you, you, you're not going to actually swallow that stuff at the start. No, well, you knew where it was going to get to, but I guess it allowed for a, f- a few of those moments. Like, I actually really enjoyed the scene in the restaurant where he first met... Um, Adonis, yeah. when Rocky first met Adonis. Um, oh, when he's looking at the pictures and asking about the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get yeah, that little tidbit about yeah, the, he the did, third and things fight like that. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know whether that ever came up. The the, the part about if it was you know his son being sort of thrown around at, at all. I don't, I don't think it ever got thrown around by these guys like nah. Kugler and that. But um, I think it was the right choice to go for Creed, and it also allowed. I don't know. It was it was funny. It sort of threw out um, that Apollo had obviously had an affair with his wife, hmm. but it didn't sort of it didn't do anything to diminish or trash the character. There was no sort of judgment on it. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I really thought it was a it was a, a great way to continue it on to get Creed's son. Well, really, let's face it. It was probably the only way to get any reinvigoration of this franchise was to come at it with a different. From a different angle, well, because they, they came out the with tools. a light idea. They had to. The right I mean, idea. as was has been mentioned a few times. I mean, S- Stallone is the same age that Burgess Meredith was in the original Rocky. So, if it was ever going to happen, it had to happen with some sort of passing of the torch. Yeah. So I actually, I actually liked that a lot. That Rocky was now in that role. That was one of my likes. That sort of the passing of the torch that he essentially became Mickey. I thought that was a really good way to go. Gibbo, surely Stallone's in better shape than Burgess Meredith was. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. But I don't think Burgess Meredith had, Meredith had quite the battery of uh, plastic surgery that's like that either. <laughs> um, his eyebrows look like the Sydney Harbour Bridge at this point. So, <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, we've said the whole way yeah. through the series, for his age, the guy's in incredible shape and, and that's great. Oh, you yeah, know what he's... He, his head's had some treatment, so... Oh, yeah. You know what? I'd, he has I'd... got... A pretty rough Swede. I love the bloke, but you're spot on. His face actually looks now like what a Mad Magazine cover caricature of himself looked like in the 80s. That's kind of what it looks like now with a few grey hairs. Yeah, Yeah. and I guarantee there's a big bun of skin at the back of his head like a man bun. All all the extra skin of where it it should be on his face. They've just tightened it up at the back and then just put like a rubber band around it. Yeah, and one day that rubber band will snap. And, and it all just drop forward, yeah. And his face will just look <laughs> just like a charpe. Yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, he's not looking his best. 
in but this it, one. It serves, but it serves the movie. It serves well. the I mean, people. He, he needs one. to be an old guy in this movie, and he's obviously, you know, he's he pl- he's playing up that everything, even before he gets sick, you, you know that he's not what he was. Um, yeah. Just the way he's sort of getting around, and he's sort of flexing his hands, just like even just subconsciously, just sort of flexing his fingers and stuff like you can tell he, everything's sore and he's old. So I think it really yeah. works well. But just going back to the the uh, Adonis thing, instead of his, I think the son thing would have been just the obvious lazy choice to do. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm really glad they didn't do that round because also his well, son never it, had... Well, by the sound of things too, Gibbo, Stallone had, you know, sort of veto power, I guess. Oh, yeah. He was the one who said yes or no. So unless he would have, he'd have cooked that up, I couldn't have seen, seen him saying yes to it. Yeah. yeah why are we talking about this? Why'd you throw that out there? I don't know. I just thought maybe. <laughs> who knows? How do we know that wasn't brought up at some point? No, but I think I think it's a um, I think it's a relevant point because I think it shows that I think it shows that um, having somebody else come in with the material after Stallone had sort of been the the um Cause he the gatekeeper of, of it for so he'd long. He'd ended it. Like he was he was happy that yeah, it was over. He was yeah. finished, and it took it took a couple. It, it took a lot to bring him around by Ryan Coogler and. I think after Fruitvale Station here, he had a bit of sort of cash and, and ended yeah. up, you know, getting it over the line. But I think it it shows how a fresh pair of eyes and, a, and another talented filmmaker can come along and bring this material back to us and hit those familiar beats but throw some fresh angles to it. Um, I think that was probably, probably the strength of it, that it was somebody else yeah. doing a lot of the work. Yeah. It's the first one that Stallone hasn't written. I believe, mm-hmm. and it's obviously the first one that hasn't been directed by either Stallone or Ableton. Yep. So it's good that it's coming. It's, it is being looked at from a different angle. And I sort of said this to you after we went and saw it. It's another one of these ones. The other one that I sort of was really happy with, as far as like kind of sequels, um, was Mad Max, because I felt again they came at it not from a different angle, but it was one that was sort of not under the radar, but sort of it kind of got left alone. And then when it finally turned up, it was worth the wait. And I think this was exactly the same. Because mm. when I first heard about this, I thought, "What? A, what's going on here? Yeah, I was Why? very nervous. Yeah. I was really concerned that it was just going to be a, a cash grab. And thankfully it wasn't that at all. The acting across the board is, is bloody good. Yeah, very good. I think everybody's on top of their game. I think we've talked about Sly, but I'm a big... A uh, fan of Michael B. Jordan. I think he's a uh, he's one of the better young actors going around yeah. at the moment. And he had the he had the physicality and the athletic sort of prowess to to do the job. We well, can see at the start of the movie he's obviously in pretty good shape, but then even you can see the progression in his body makeup and everything as he goes through the actual training. Like you can tell he did that through the making of the movie. He got in better and better shape. Because he he looks like a completely different person. If you grabbed a, a, a screen grab from the start of the movie to the end, he's mm. in insane shape at the end, and yeah. obviously really knows about boxing. Like his hand speed and stuff like that. He's actually built like a pretty decent boxer. He's got good reach and he's he's really yeah. quick. He's good balance. Like mm. the he, scenes of him it just on, sells. The, on the yeah. gloves and stuff. Yeah, looked, looked good. Yeah, legit. Yeah. He actually looked I, like you like know, he had a bit of speed. A real boxer, yeah, a proper boxer professional. Do yeah. it. Before, because you're watching him, you know, cut in with scenes of Tony Tony Bellu. Is yeah. Bellu? Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. And he's a he's a professional boxer, and it didn't sort of look out of place. Yeah. And what you know, obviously, the type of boxing is is you know different in comparison to say when we first meet Balboa in '76. You know, yeah, you're fighting, right. you're slugging it out with Spider Rico. <laughs> It punched him while he's down, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So that's what I liked about it is that you immediately see, you know, even though he's in Mexico thumping blokes, he's still very good, you know. Like he's still yeah. very decent as a boxer even then. And then when he gets in with Rocky, obviously gets better and better. I was glad they didn't set him up because when he goes into that gym and he's trying to get the, uh, the bloke that trained his dad or the son of the bloke that trained his dad to train him and the guy sort of tells him no and then he gets in there and, Knocks down that bloke He doesn't even touch him Or whatever And then You know I'll fight anyone I'll fight anyone If that other bloke Had got in the ring And he'd towered him up as well That that wouldn't have worked either I'm, I'm really glad he, he got his hand Ass handed to him In, in that situation Cause the other Yeah bloke the credibility was, Yeah he's, he's 17 and 0 and realism, and This guy hasn't even done Any fighting Like it was a reality check That I think he really needed And, and it definitely worked for, them, for the movie with that part 
I think if he won that, you just, that, that's when you get into superhero status and he just starts being yeah. some you know amazing talent that's just so much better than everybody else and it wasn't that. But it sets up your, your final five because yeah. they put up those things saying pound for pound second best boxer in, in the world or whatever and the guy whoops his ass. So you know when we know that the number one guy, it's going to be a, you know, when we get to that final fight that he's really up against it, we know it's going to be really hard and he better be he better have trained the house down with Rocky or he's going to get whooped because we knew that number two guy tell Destroyed him. him. Yeah. yeah, it sort of put... Yeah. The, it's a, it's so sort it put of a little bit of the pressure on, yeah. It was, it was upping the ante for us. Yeah. Um, as the audience, when we get to the end, we know it's not going to be easy for him. Yep. Um, but I agree, you know, if... And some sometimes, you know, some of these sports movies get a bit lazy with that type of play and the person's just unbeatable or they're awesome from day dot and there's never any real sort of... The, the yeah, Steven Seagal the, theory, that's called, I think. It's yeah. Called, yeah. Basically, you'd be spot on. It's exactly like the Seagal theory. I can't, don't, you can't touch me. I'm so good, it's just not worth worrying about. And I've climbed Everest. <laughs> I still think he Allegedly. <laughs> I actually thought the love story and the, and the relationship stuff between him and the girl downstairs was pretty well handled. It was nicely progressed. It wasn't sort of rushed through or it wasn't sort of... It, it felt natural. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. And there was um, no sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, he, he took his time <laughs> and, and uh, waited for consent and things like that. <laughs> she, um, she does... I, I thought it was in- interesting, though, that she does also have a disability, though. I was wondering if they were going for a, like a parallel there um, with her hearing loss and Adrian's clear lack of mental faculties. <laughs> I thought maybe that was yeah. a deliberate try to get a parallel to the first movie again with that, you know, having a love interest maybe have something that they're also working through or you know, yeah, whether it be shyness or, or, or the uh, hearing loss for the singer. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly what that was. I had a few sort of ideas about what it was going towards, but I... I came out none the wiser, basically. But well, I think the hearing loss stuff was kind of interesting because, as you've both sort of pointed out, and me and Gibbo were talking about it before, when, before we started recording, it never really wrapped it up. It no. just it seemed like a, a really interesting character trait that you don't see in, you know, in the movies. You know, she's got a hearing aid and, you know, it's going, oh, going to be hearing loss. Um, but it never got finished. I, well, I actually thought... Maybe I'm trivialising it a little bit, but I actually thought it was all set up for that that one bit when everyone's when he's turning everyone away. Yeah, and, she turns and he's banging the on the door off. and he's saying, "I need you now. Don't leave yeah. me alone." And she takes the and she's out. already turned it off yeah. and she can't hear him. I actually thought, like I said, I might be trivialising it too much, but I thought it was a build up to that scene. Well, well they, they um, do a lot of setup. If that's the payoff, I'll be pretty surprised. I feel like it's something yeah. they'll, they'll get more to in the in the. Uh, a sequel, which I think. Yeah, well, it could, go. it could be that, but you know what? That's what that's what great films do. Sometimes they put something in there that just leads to a great line or a great scene yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that, like steps. Um, uh, <laughs> Not quite. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, I just turned my hearing aid off for a second. Did you say something? No, no. Yeah, well, but but like I said, I might be just um, I might be just reducing it a little bit there. But yeah, regardless, I thought they were pretty good. It wasn't all just um, roses. I actually liked how there was a few bumps along the way, and and how she was a bit sort of dismissive of him to begin with, and then yeah. sort of came around, and and it, and it progressed really slowly, and then they still had those sort of bumps along the way where he, you know, yeah, he knocked out her. Uh, the, the artist that she was supporting or whatever in a yeah. big break and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought I thought they both... They, they had a, a bit of chemistry together too, so that was good. One of the big things for me was there was, an, there was plenty of nods to the original films, but they weren't rammed down your throat. Like, they were just... There was just a little... You know, there was just little bits and pieces here and you could pick them up if you're a fan. You know, you knew what was... What they were, what they meant. But... I felt that it wasn't too bad, and that included things like the music. I actually think yeah. that they got the music spot on. In fact, they only used the Rocky, the actual Rocky music once or twice. Yep. But the soundtrack they put together was just as sort of you know pumping and sort mm. of got you excited. And there was a couple of lines. I think um, we're not dancing 
singing yeah. was mentioned um, a couple women of times. Women and legs. And we, yeah, the, the dancing and singing was printed on the back of one of his shirts at one yeah. point for the gym. Yeah, and that, that was um, that's kind of what I was talking about about redefining it too. Like how Rocky talks about, oh, you know, women weak and legs. And Michael B. Jordan just sort of said, like you both said the other night, that, that theory's been well sort of uh, uh, covered over and, and proven to not really have anything to it. Yeah. And he just kind of, you know, offhandedly says, yeah, my legs are fine. Yeah. And Rocky looks like the old kind of dinosaur. And, yeah. Um, I thought that, that the age difference between them played for a couple of really funny moments. But again, endearing stuff that, that worked a bit, a bit of the character work, like Rocky with the cloud yeah. comment. Yeah. Um, the, what cloud? The bit... Yeah, the bit where he gets him up in the morning and Rocky's in there cutting the dance moves in his, <laughs> in his bedroom. Yeah, that funny. was one of the funniest bits of the movie. But again, it just sort of, you can see how their relationship developed and how they sort of started to like each other and get along. And even and, just, you know, even just something simple like him sleeping in Paulie's room. Yeah. Was that, it's that symbolic start of Rocky's finding a friend again. He's finding someone again that yeah. that he's completely lost. Yeah, I think I think their chemistry um, was awesome. Um, you know, you yeah, that was great chemistry with you know a non-romantic couple. But I think just the scenes where it's just those two guys, they really played off each other well. Um, yeah, and everything sort of just it fit really nicely. You know, he wasn't too he wasn't too obviously just like oh my god, you know, this is Sylvester Stallone. He's awesome. It, it just they they sort of were peers, and I think it really worked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even things as simple as, like, I thought they threw Rocky's, um, you know, how Mickey sort of had all those cool lines and stuff in the first one. Rocky sort of provided a few good ones here too. The whole thing about, you know, when he's looking in the mirror saying, this is the toughest opponent that you're ever going to fight. Yeah. And then there was the whole one, one, one step, one punch, one round. Yeah, and that was, they also allowed him to do it in that fashion rather yeah. than just emulating Mickey and doing the fire and brimstone and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, he was sort of quiet. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I really liked that. I f- felt the, the the training montages, which I think there was only one major one, wasn't there? The one where he's running down the street at the end with the guys on the bikes. Yeah. Yep. And the fights were just so well choreographed. That first professional fight he has, which is all done in one take, and, and the way they... They tune out the sound, so all you're hearing is, for a few seconds you're hearing from his corner, and then they tune back out the sound, they bring in the crowd, and then they bring in the other boxer, and I thought that was great. I thought it was just really good. It felt like you, you know, what it might be like to be in the ring. Yeah, well, it was the first one, the first professional one, especially, I thought that was probably the highlight. And that's... Because it's not just the one-take thing, but it was the fact that it was kind of... They were doing it in that one take to keep it all in the ring and keep it sort of more intimate to the to the character mm. and how he was going through it. Plus, they kept cutting to, you know, they cut to Rocky. They you know moved to the other boxer in his yeah. corner. You know, they they didn't just solely focus on. No, no, no. But what I mean is, it was all sort of about him going through it for yeah, the first yeah. time and showing it from more all all the different that perspective what, of somebody yeah. inside the ring and cutting out all the. The stuff that we're used to with those with those big fight scenes. Yeah, it actually it actually reminded me of, uh, and you, you've probably had a crack at this, Jared. If anyone's have played uh, Fight Night games on PS3, uh, mm. PS4, that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. It, the the way they shot it reminded me a lot of that sort of just half mixed in with actually watching a boxing match. Um, the, yeah. camera, the camera angles they use, where you're looking up from outside the corner through the ropes at the at the fighter getting the cuts worked on and stuff like, like just the way they did all that and then sometimes the first person view and then sort of swinging around and watching the punches on, like from different angles it, it mm. just looked like a replay of a video game and I think that was really effective it looks really good and, and it gives them opportunity to make the punches look a bit more believable whereas yeah. some of the older movies you know you can see the punches missing by eight inches in this yeah. one most of the punches like it's, you, you do well to find one where you can't definitively say oh that didn't connect like they're either yeah. off scene or you're just seeing the impact or they're actually hitting them because I, I know uh, there's a video on YouTube if you, if you yeah, have where, look, he gets, where he gets properly clocked and that was Sly basically said look if you guys want this to work you're going to have to take a shot and he said oh look yeah, fine whatever but he actually got knocked out too like he was properly yeah. out in that one so. yeah I think it was um, it was Tony Bellow that hit him in that yeah. one too yeah. <laughs> he hit him wouldn't want to get hit wouldn't want to get hit by him the great thing about it too is they worked with all professional boxers, so those guys could take it in the take the body shots, could could avoid the punches, could make them look like they were 
Yeah, they were slipping them and they were sort of absorbing yeah, them on so their arms and shoulders and stuff like that. Or they're that's just the luxury them. Yeah. That, that Stallone got to in late in the in the Rocky series. Yeah, but that's the luxury these guys had. They knew you get you get your professional boxers to do the I do think, those parts. I think that's one thing that we can uh, you know sort of give a bit of a pat on the back too for Rocky Five that that yeah, was kind of the start of that really. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Rocky Five's and, always been the good turning point in the series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just felt that all of that stuff was just really, really well done. And it took, once again, the cliched boxing, you know, the, 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 the boxing fight like all the other Rockies and then turned it on its head slightly. Yeah, well, it was that fresh pair of eyes, yeah, I think. Did it differently. Took, took something we knew all about and did it in a way that we hadn't seen and kept it all fresh. Yeah, and I think that also comes back to how impressed I was with the directorial work from Ryan Coogler. He's only 28 years old. He's only got one other major movie under his belt. And honestly, look, it, it, the way it was shot was like a 20-movie veteran. You know? Yeah. He just, he, he was so f- sure-footed about what he wanted to do. Makes you want to look at your and, own life and just, like, what, have, what, have you, what have you done lately? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done since yeah. we were 28? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he, he just, he looks like he's so... Um, in tune with what he wanted to do and as part and parcel with having written it as well he obviously was once he got the green light he gets comfortable that he knows what he's doing and I think it worked out fantastically yeah Yeah. any other major likes I actually think the sort of piggybacking on that again the final fight again felt new yeah, the perspective kind of uh, it sort of followed in the footsteps of Balboa, where they had elements of it that were like a TV presentation. Yeah, but the whole thing just felt felt totally fresh, and I think they they kept a bit of that angle that they had in in the the first fight. They kept some of it at close quarters. Yeah, um, rather than a lot of the the long sort of shots and 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 showing it. It went back and forth. Like they had a, had a bit of that with the TV presentation, but in the in the in the big moments, there was a lot of them actually right up tight. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought again, it, it just managed to wring all the emotion out of me. Um, even though I knew, you know, we'd been there six times before, basically. Yeah. But it did a couple of really cool things. One bit that I thought was fantastic was when he got clocked and went down. Yeah. And he had all the flash flashes of his, you know. Being young and in the juvenile detention stuff, and all these people, and then he just suddenly went and just got up. I thought that was really cool. He didn't sort of get to his feet and groggily sort of do all that. He just kind of came to real fast. Yeah, they actually, they actually reference sort of it too because they the say balls. he got up like a man possessed, and it kind of was like that. He's like yeah. something just grabbed hold of him and said, "No, nah, you're getting up." So yeah, so yeah, I, it was I, that I really sort of culmination. Well. It was that sort of point where everything seemed lost, and then he had that sort of. Yeah, he just had that those flashes of his life, and up yeah, he got I thought that and was fantastic. Point. Anything else? Anyone wants to throw at me? Uh, I had something else, and I've completely lost it. So, good on me. Okay. <laughs> so no. <laughs> what about dislikes? I had one that was kind of one of my. It was one of my likes, but there was a couple of points where it sort of veered into dislike territory. It was the choreography of the fights. For the most part, it was much tighter and much uh, better than the previous films. The the choreography, the fights actually just looked like fights, but there was a couple of points, just one or two, where it was like it was almost like a dance. It was almost too choreographed that it didn't look as natural. So it's only a minor one because for the for the majority of it, I thought it, it served the film really well. But there was one or two points where it was just like you know. It was almost like they were ducking before the punch was coming because they knew it was coming and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, I know what you um, mean. Yep. But but for the most part, it was a big big like. It was just one or two points where it just sort of felt a bit sort of stilted. Yeah, there's a couple of those sequences where he swings a big hook, and it's just he misses the guy by a mile. The yeah. guy's well and truly under it. Yeah. You know, and he does that actually several times in one of the fights within a short block. He does the exact same thing. The, the yeah, swing hook over fight, the top. And the bloke ducks under Gone. every single time. He's well and truly under him. And yeah. let's face it, any top-class boxer would have probably come up out of that and popped yeah. him under the chin. 
probably ironed him out. But my dislike is also with the final fight. It's kind of two. It's one-way traffic. He's getting belted. Well, he is getting absolutely pummeled yeah, in the Rocky fight. Ford. And I understand <laughs> that, you know, it's expected because we're talking about the champ taking on this unknown quantity. But he's getting flogged. He's not He's yeah. not even in it. I can see what they on. were going for because it seems like um, Conlon's getting on top and then he'll come back with one or two. Yeah. But they don't just want him to overtake it, so Conlon yeah. throws a couple back. Yeah. But it did come off like for the majority of it that Conlon had his had his measure quite comfortably. And yeah, you know, I'm not. This is not a specifically being pointed at this movie because a lot of boxing movies forget this. Is you take that much punishment in the face or the body, you your your strength is being sapped at an inc- alarmingly quick rate. You can't just bounce back and start throwing punches at work. Yeah. I think the difference, I think um, I I agree with what you're saying. I I think the back and forth sometimes was too much in in Conlon's favour to to actually buy that he wasn't comfortably in charge of the fight by that point. I think they they do mention that he was. Yeah, I think they do mention that he was and then they go the split decision, which is a bit funny. But the one thing I'll give it is that Michael B. Jordan didn't sell the sell the hits like Sly, like Sly, and that's a good thing because in some in some of those uh, previous fights where where Sly was getting his head punched off, he was selling it like Ric Flair. You know, yeah. <laughs> he was just he's diving, he's diving around and his head's going back like it's going to fall off and things like that. So, I, I guess my feeling is. They could have had a little bit more of him slipping the punches or getting uh, getting out of the way. Yeah, I and think staying was, away from him. It was similar to to um, which one was it? Was it part two or part three? It was similar to the one where it just seems unrealistic that he's actually still in the fight. Um, two. Yeah, yeah two. it was similar. It was similar to that, but not quite as bad. Or three yeah. or four. And, and my <laughs> only other my only other quibble with the final fight is it's not as realistic, I guess, as the others because. They do a really, really good job in the first few fights to basically sell you a boxing fight as you would see it. They throw that out the window in this fight. And I understand why they do it, because they're saying, well, we've got you by the balls now and we, we're going to, you know, we're going to unload because that's how these fights work. And I, I fully understand that. Yeah. It just feels a bit of a... Uh, there's a bit of a, there's a gap between those fights and this one. No, there definitely yeah. is. I know. You mean the, the first the first pro fight he has, he, he gets knocked down and he's standing up and he's looking at the bloke and he looks pretty lucid, and the, the ref's still giving him the standing count. And he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then in the last one, the bloke's dead on the bottom on the canvas, face down, dribbling blood, for probably three seconds, maybe if you give it the you know the lag time for the for the slow mo. And then he b- bounces back up and staggering all over. But that fight gets stopped a hundred percent of the time. There's no way yeah. they let him keep. And his eye. And once he's I eye did like the up, way they did the. How many fingers have I got? The tapping. Yeah, the that was neck. great. That actually, was, that was really yeah, good. Yeah, that was cool. But his eye looked like the. He looked like the elephant man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked What's like an anal prolapse yeah. hanging out of his face. <laughs> there's no way that fight keeps going. <laughs> But that's where the that's where the disconnect that's where the disconnect comes from. With Sorry, repeat that. It looks like an anal prolapse <laughs> of the eye socket. Um, but seriously, that, that's yeah. where the, the disconnect comes from. That first fight, the bloke's talking about stopping it because he's a bit wobbly on his feet and and he's been standing up for ten seconds. The, the other one, there's no way. There's just no way that it keeps going. Yeah. This um, one, they didn't stop it, and his eye looked like Phil Gould. <laughs> the old beasting. Um, the, other, the other disbelievable, uh, the unbelievable part is when he first hits Conlon and, and splits him, and Conlon steps back and he's like touching his face like he's been shot in the face. Like, this guy's a professional fighter. He's not going to react like that just to get tagged no. once. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that stuff was, that doesn't work. It's I the think same as what they did with say, Drago. It's the same know. with Drago thing when he's like, oh, he's cut him. And, and it's this big shock moment. But it just doesn't work as well with Conlon because it's supposed to be in more of a real world than the superhero shit we were yes, stuck with him yeah. for. Yeah, the, that's true. The, the thing that they tried to do with Four was say that Drago was invincible and suddenly mm. he's been cut. Whereas in, in the Conlon fight, we're talking about, as you said, it, sem- it felt like real world. So he wouldn't have even batted an eyelid. Yeah, they he played it up. Much, kept going. They played it up much more like realistic boxing for the for the for the most part. Yeah. So it was a bit funny that they they went back to that. Classic yeah, and so that's that's why my dislike comes in that final fight. 
even though I loved it, like I was, I was right on the edge of my seat. I was loving it. But it's still awesome. It just it, takes you out of the movie. It sits outside of what we saw before. Yeah, it's just those one or two stages in the in that in that fight where it happens. And as I said, like it was sort of it was an ebb and flow because there was parts of it where that that boxing looked great, and then you had these couple of moments that sort of took you out of it. And um, thankfully, they they wrapped it when they wrapped it up. I was I was right back in there. They hadn't lost yeah. me. It was just that that ebb and flow in the final fight that that didn't didn't play out as well as the rest of the film probably did. Yeah. Well, that's that, that just sort of segueing off that too. That the, my other dislike was. Uh, the fact that Tommy Conlon clearly does his training with uh, Mason Dixon um, to get in the shape yeah. he's in. <laughs> the, like his nickname should be the Bread Dough Boy or something. Like there's no way yeah, he I agree. Like a pro fighter either. Yeah, I think he was a touch out of shape. Well, and initially I, I was going, I was actually going to say, is this guy an actor or is he a fighter? Then I, as I was doing the research here, I found out he's a fighter. Yeah, mm. uh, maybe it was an off, off couple of nine months or something. Maybe he's just not one of these fighters who ends up all cut. Yeah, no, that's Maybe not that level. Those guys still have muscle tone of some description. This bloke had nothing, um, yeah. and they didn't really sell the uh, like the whole. Oh, I'm coming into the fight underdone because I don't take it seriously thing either. Like he was training properly and he, he was fired up and wanting to you know destroy someone. So it didn't even work on that front where it did with Dixon in in Balboa. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Just you just you look at Michael B. Jordan and he looks like a fucking. Statue of male perfection, and then you got the other bloke at the other side, and he's supposed to be you know, just tearing him a new one. Like that bloke wouldn't have even had the fitness to go with him for twelve rounds. It's, it's just it wouldn't have yeah. been hard to get him to do a bit more running and maybe a couple of push-ups and make it a bit easier <laughs> sell, you know. Tighten himself yeah. up, you reckon? Yeah, just fucking put in some work, mate. <laughs> I actually had uh, one more dislike. Yeah. Again, it's probably related to the fighting. Although I think it was a good move to to have. Sly go with that low key approach and not emulate the Mickey style. Maybe it would have been good to have someone else in the corner to scream a few of those those lines at him during the fight, um, because there's a few parts where Rocky's talking to him and it just feels a little bit flat. Where you probably could have done with one of those lines about you know no pain no gain oh, and all the, that sort of yeah you're saying that the um, fire and brimstone yeah yeah brain. just once or twice I think the end result probably works works very well when Rocky's delivering that last speech and it's not the fire and brimstone. It's all about, you know, we're family, that sort of stuff. And that's, you know, that's the theme of the movie. But just to, just to sort of keep the emotions sort of spiking, maybe one or two, maybe throw Duke, old Duke, Duke in the corner again or something, or Duke's son. And, bombs and stuff like that. Um, it, yeah, it might have, might have helped just once or twice in there. Yeah. Just sprinkle it in there. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I, I did miss... That was probably the biggest thing I missed in a couple of those scenes was, you know, especially after seeing Duke sort of reboot the classic sort of fire-up speech in, in Balboa. Balboa, yeah. Oh, yeah, I probably, I probably would have liked just one or two in here. Yeah. Yeah. Fair call. Agreed. All right, well, I think we've, we've done the job on Creed. Mm. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with a little bit of just a quick sort of Pull the whole thing together, best and worst, and wrap it all up. Based on our pretty solid reviews of Part 7, it's fair to say that uh, Rocky, Rock, the Rocky franchise knocked us out. Absolutely. I think. Uh, in the seventh round. Yeah, we're on the canvas. We are on the canvas, dribbling blood as we speak. Now, we're just going to have a little bit of a quick best and worst. Jared? What do, you, what, what do you want to start with, mate? Best and worst of? I think we go the best and worst opponent. Opponent. Okay. Who, who, who do we think is the best opponent? For mine, I don't think you can go past Apollo. That's just me. I just think, given the fact that he was in two of them, 
and then has the added sort of uh, added element of being in another two of the movies, mm. it's really hard to go past him. Very hard for me. Yeah. Like you said, I think Carl Weathers had the, the um, had the look, he had the acting. I think, yeah, pretty clear cut. Yeah, I think Apollo got the luxury of better characterizations. He was in the movies that did a bit of work to make him a, a decent character. Yep. When it comes down to it, the others can't really match that. None of the others have that. So, yeah, I think Apollo is definitely the best. Gibbo, oh, anything different? No, you're both wrong. It's Tommy Gunn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I agree. I think, I think Apollo, I think it, it does suffer from the fact that they were the first two movies uh, a little bit with the fight choreography stuff that we've talked about, you know, the, the air swings and just random head throws. But... Um, <laughs> In terms of the actual character and, and, and what the fights meant and those sort of things, it's, it's, it's Apollo in a, a landslide, I'd say, for sure. Yeah. Um, who's the worst? Yeah, this is it's, tough. It's, it's, well, if Tommy Gunn's eligible, that's, that's a no-brainer for me. The dirty little prick just fucking tackles him from behind about 30 <laughs> times every time he gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, uh, he's eligible. Yeah, well, so Tommy's it's definitely in there. It's Tommy yeah. Gunn, come on. I was... <sighs> There was a part of me for a split second that was really tempted to go with Drago. No, you can't. Because they just, well, that's exactly right. They just gave him sort of nothing to nothing to go with and it was other other characters doing his speaking uh, and things like that. So it wasn't really a character. It was just, like we said, it was just paper thin. But the look is iconic. The whole sort of, there's something about the whole sort of, you know, um, unstoppable machine that does sort of get you a little bit, and, and uh, as Gibbo said, Tommy Gunn suffers from the fact that he wasn't actually in the boxing ring. So it's sort of... Yeah, the, Tommy doesn't get given a chance to actually box properly almost. Yeah. He gets a, a quick montage and that's about it. Which is funny because, I mean, as we mentioned in the, in the Rocky Five one, he's probably the most, the, the, the most realistic and devastating fighter they had yeah. in the series. And they didn't put him in the boxing ring for that last, last fight. It was... It was Kind of a uh, missed opportunity for him, I think. Where does Dixon sit for you guys? Because he's one who seems to, I, I tend to forget. Yeah, Dixon is is probably just above those guys because he doesn't get as much to do in the movie. But the final fight in that one, I think, is really good. So that probably puts him puts him up a little bit. Yeah, I'd have him behind Creed and. Uh... And probably behind um, Clubber. Yeah, I'd have him behind Clubber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Clubber, when Clubber doesn't speak, I'll, I'll have Clubber. But see, yeah. this is what I was talking about. Clubber speaks when he's <laughs> when he's in the press conferences, trash talking and stuff, and that works. Yeah. If he had had to speak much more than that, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought Tava did a good job with his acting. Yeah. In the small parts that he was required, and I think it was a wise move just to give him a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's probably because he is so sort of light on in the movie, and and Clubber was the sort of Superman character that that worked, the, the kind of super villain. When uh, as Plus you both said, you're in Clubber comic book twice. territory almost. He basically had two fights against Clubber. Yeah. Similar to Creed. So yeah. Even though both the Clubbers came in three, he lost a fight to Clubber. Yeah. So we hated Clubber. We wanted exactly. Clubber to get. Pounded. That's that's the strength of that one. Is that even though Clubber was really very paper thin as well, it was like WWE almost. They had yeah. you with these moments, like when Clubber tells tells Creed, you know, yeah, he has, has been, been. You, you got nothing for me or whatever. You hate the guy. They actually got heat, and you were sitting there going, "Oh, geez, I hope Rocky, you know, knocks his head off." Yeah. So I think uh, I think Clubber is is definitely up towards the top of it. Okay, best fight scene. Which one's got the best? Best boxing. Best boxing or just the one that worked the best for you? One that worked. Let's go with worked the best because I think it's about um, the response you get. Well, I'll give watching. you. I'll give you just just quickly. I think best boxing. I think Creed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd agree. But in terms of emotion, I think I'm going to go with Balboa. Me too. Yeah. That one had me just gripped <laughs> the last scene I was just wrapped up in it emotionally I was just all in on it yeah 
Yeah, yeah definitely. Maybe it definitely was maybe it was the age thing or, or the, the. I think it was. I think it's because Rocky was basically on the way out. This was the end. So it was the last time we were going to see this from him. Yeah. Plus, you know, he was meant to be in his fifties, and here he was fighting this bloke. So you were sort of wrapped up in, even though you knew he was going to go the distance. Let's be honest. You never at one stage thought he wasn't. Yeah. But it's just for some reason you get sort of wrapped up in it and you think to yourself, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> going down and all this type of stuff. So I don't know, maybe that's why it hits home. Oh, it's definitely maybe. got something to do with that. I, he's actually, it's funny, the whole way through that, he actually, other than like physique aside, as Jared will attest, he reminds me a lot of my dad, <laughs> the way he speaks and stuff like that. My dad's <laughs> a fat prick, so he, he doesn't have the same... same uh, you know, get up or anything, but the way he talks and the way his outlook is on life and, and all that sort of stuff, it actually reminded me a lot of him. Um, yeah. So a lot of the stuff that he, he goes through, and I, I was sort of seeing my dad going through that sort of stuff too, so I think that kind of had an effect on it. But he, his fight at the end, like especially when you see uh, Mason break his hand and you know, oh, fuck, Rocky's got a chance, all of a sudden you're just like, cool, man, we can actually... like. The first time I watched it, I was just absolutely losing my shit thinking he could actually beat him in that fight. And it's the only movie... That uh, you know, I actually get emotional about. I'd say, like that, I was a little bit sad watching Creed in bits and pieces, but it's nothing like what you get in Balboa. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think your dad should be um, should feel a bit hard done by there with the physique comment. Oh, mate, he's actually uh, he's he's blown out both of his biceps. They look like uh, the, the the middle of his biceps on both arms are like an innie now. It's hilarious. <laughs> but he's, he look, does he look more like Paulie than Rocky these days? Or uh, it's not good. But uh, yeah, he's, he's supposed to have surgery to get him fixed, and he's just like, nah, grab your stuff. And then I'm like, yeah, well, that's, that's classic. That sounds like we'll, Rocky. We'll yeah. Great. Yeah, well, they're both brain dead and uh, just old school, so. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming your dad would never listen to this because he doesn't know what a computer is. Mate, you know what he'd say? What's the cloud? So I rest my case. He's asked you to send it to him on a cassette, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Last time I saw him, he was still cranking out the cassettes. Betamax. Yeah, the eight track in his car. Yeah, eight track. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely Balboa. Best fight. Best training montage. Apart from Russia. No, it's it's oh. four. It's it's Russia. The, the, Take the your lift, pick from four. The, the, lift, the, lift, <laughs> of the, the lift and the rocks. Yeah, no, which no, one? The, the one. The one after Adrian turns up. When he's nah. lifting, he's lifting all of them on the cart, and he's lifting the rocks in the in the bag, and then he runs up the mountain and yells Drago seven times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw back straight back to Balboa. I think that's the best training montage of the lot. That was a good one, again because it had that factor of you know the age thing where it was sort of like seeing the old war horse go through it again. Yeah, um, but the way it was done with all the Beer kegs Fire and up tires and, and then it yeah. suddenly breaks into Gonna fly now yeah. And then he's, he's We're training And I thought it was great But it's also on the back of um, On the back of Duke's yeah, Speech yeah. as well Yeah that's like. right um, I think I've got to go with three Three is go good with Rocky three Three is good um, That was the one You know That was the one that had the style Over the, over the substance And I think the montage Is where the style really Yeah Really uh, And I did was love that it's, most stylish, dear Yeah. Oh, Except I, for the shots of the packages. We didn't yeah. need that. <laughs> couple, of, couple of packages and being the, delivered the on the piece. <laughs> oh. and, the, and the man spray in the face. Yeah, and also, yeah, yeah, anyone who's wearing crop tops. I mean, I don't know what was going on in 1982, but crop tops should not have been involved. <laughs> it, was, it actually came, from, came out of the football, like the uh, American football yeah. stuff. A lot of those guys did that shit, and I was like, yeah, the boss wow. was getting around in crop Yeah, <laughs> the boss was getting around. Yeah, it does make it okay. Three's great because also you're getting that that classic old school. Um, he doesn't know, he's hopeless at it to start with and then he slowly builds and builds and builds and he gets better and better and better. Mm. You know, it's now a cliche, but it probably even began in the Rocky franchise, you know. So, and I think they got it right. Um so three, oh, it's probably a tie for me. Three and and Balboa. Okay, wor- worst montage then. Oh, um, Rocky Four, take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Rocky Four, the one where he's lifting the rocks up after Adrian gets there and, and lifts him up on the cart, and then he runs and, to the top of the yeah, mountain and yells Drago seven times. The, worst. He looks worst like he's going to blow a foof of valve when he's pushing <laughs> that thing. It's veins everywhere. I've got to go with the uh, the one where he leaves the house. 
Um, it's not even the training montage, so I might be breaking the rules here a little bit, <laughs> but it's the one where he's driving away in the car. In the jail. Yeah, yeah, and he keeps, yeah. keeps getting the shots of Drago <laughs> mixed in with flashbacks the of the old fonts. Mixed in with flashbacks of things where he wasn't even there, yeah. Oh, Pretty man. impressive. That is definitely the worst. And that's, that's the, the one with montage. the that's the one with the song. That's, There's um, no easy way? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but that song sounds like that one off the bloody solo ad with... Um, I can't remember which one was it. It was. I'm sure it was on a solo ad where they did a piss take of, of those songs. And it yeah, sounded it also exactly sounded like yeah, um, one of the songs. Heavy, heavy, the heavy something, man. Oh, yeah, it's it's probably yeah, exactly. Um, so that one's got it for me. If yeah. we've got to go training ones, it's probably Rocky Four again. Anything <laughs> As I said, they're the best and the worst. So. <laughs> Let's, Let's be honest. It doesn't look good for your movie, which is made up 90% montage, and everybody say it's all in the worst. Montage <laughs> it can't be good for your it movie. It doesn't speak volumes. No. Okay, um, best line. Hurt and bombs, no contest. Yeah. I was going to go exactly bombs. the same place. Yeah. Let's make some hurt and bombs. Oh. Um, yeah. I just got I tingles think, now. I still think... Eat lightning, crap, thunder. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it wasn't the hurting bombs, uh, I was probably going to go back to. I don't know why. I just really liked the one where Mickey said that you're going to be ready because I waited 50 years to make you ready. Mm. That one. That one was one of my favourites. Sneaky underdog there. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Gibbo's got it. Maybe it just I don't know what it was about Balboa, but the second time around, it just. It was so much better for me. Mm. I liked oh. it the first time, but this time it was just it was it was so good to watch and that just that little interjection of Duke and the you know blood forest drama. Mm. Like, loved it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I had have a, to say that. I had a raging erection oh. as soon as he cracked his neck and said that it was over. <laughs> oh. the, the pants blew out and I was just on the ground rolling around I in my own you, filth. I bet you did, mate. Yeah, I forget about it. What's the worst? Worst I'm going to violate you like a parking meter. Rocky Five. Oh, yes. Yeah. Up there. Yes. Or you I'm going to kiss you me. and you can kiss me back if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there must have been a bit that was cut out saying, you look uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or her saying, say. no means no, and him going, uh, <laughs> just naked out with her anyway. Oh, yeah, I was going to say something poorly and, and race related. But yeah, I can't remember. there was so many of them. I oh, can't there's yeah, some of them pretty shit ass. Yeah, I think the worst, <laughs> the yeah, the parking meter one was, was terrible. Bad. Oh, rock. Um, I yeah, remember gee, when it actually go past. when it come when he says it. For a second, I was like, "Did he just say what I think he said?" Yeah, that's exactly and I had what I did too. It. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, then she turns around and goes, it'll cost you more than a quarter. He's like, hey, you're weird, Adrian. Yeah, like, it's not funny, guys. It's not yeah, funny. No. Especially when your child is standing right next to you looking very Yeah, little Robert's looking going, I've got a quarter, Mum. Well, that's what will get me. Yeah. He's like, Dad, come on, mate. And Rocky's like, oh, what was your name again? Like, hey, yo, kid. Give me five minutes. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely yeah, it. Definitely the worst. <laughs> Any other best and worst hmm. that we can think of? No, I don't, nothing, nothing springs to mind. No. Yeah, I think we've, uh, I think we've got all the, the classic Probably covered it. bits of work there. All right. That's the Rocky franchise covered. Yeah. We, actually, um, we actually forgot one huge like, I Ooh. think, for Creed. Hmm? The bit at the end, going up the stairs again. Yeah. But this time he was walking. Yes. On the back of the movie, that was a Hobbling. massive like. That yep. was a massive like. Um, so I think that's probably a, a, a nice note to end it on. Yeah. The only thing that would have made it better is if they put their arms in the air, I've got to say. Yeah. 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 I was waiting for it and it didn't happen. I was a little yeah, bit You upset. said this. You so said the rubber this. band at the back of his head might have come with it. <laughs> 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 it would have been revealed that Sylvester's and actually Michael the toxic Jordan Avenger. Gone, Fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ, your face looks like a vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said this before when, when we were doing Rocky Three. This series has had a, a, a way of ending these movies really, really well. Yeah, almost um, all of them. Not Rocky Four, not Rocky Five. Yeah, almost all of them. Have ended well. Have ended really well. And Rocky Balboa was exactly the same, where he goes to Adrian's grave and he puts the, the rose on there and says, yo, Adrian, we did it. Yeah. And he walks away. Yeah, I thought that was great. And, and Creed, 
exactly the same. Just sort of give us something that we remember about the iconic about the character. Oh, Do shit. it slightly differently. I just remembered another major like for Creed. Paulie's dead. <laughs> we don't. Look, can you imagine? Can you imagine the awkwardness of having to have Paulie cruise around with Adonis, just dropping racial slurs left, right, and centre, and Adonis reckon, just being uncomfortable? I reckon yeah. what they should have done is had at the first Paulie should have still have been alive, and then the, the moment Adonis turns up, he drops a racial slur, bang, drops <laughs> him, clocked, dead. his head hits the pavement. It's yeah. yeah, what were your what were your memories of my dad? Dead? No, he's, I was going to say, I think he's dead, but he's not, is he? I don't know. Jeez, I don't know. I better not, you know. If he's dead, he's probably mis- steaming in hell <laughs> based on his characterizations. Yeah, yeah, it would, it would have been nice to see Adonis say, you know, what were your memories of, of my dad and, and Paulie saying, oh, you know, insulting all his friends at his, <laughs> at his gym and <laughs> insulting, insulting um, where he grew up and his, <laughs> his background. Yeah. Oh, good, oh, yeah. good times. Good times, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've covered the Rocky franchise. Gibbo, thanks very much for being involved, mate. Really appreciate it. Pretty big chore. Yeah, enjoyed yourself, I'm sure. You know I did, mate. Next episode is our Christmas episode, Jared. Yes. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Can't wait for that. Can it be? Can it be Halloween again? <laughs> uh, Bert Young is still alive, guys. By the way. Oh, is he? Seventy-five years young. He's only seventy-five. If we don't get Silent Night, Deadly Night, how about um, Santa's Sleigh with Bill Goldberg? Oh, shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's six years. He's six years older than Stallone. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, is he? I didn't even think he was still alive. His real name's Gerald Deloise. Right. Well, he changed that so Adam didn't have to try and uh, pronounce that one. Too. Well, his middle name's Tommaso, so uh, yeah, <laughs> Adam would have a big trouble with that. I'd have been stuffed, I'd have been bugging. All right, just to let everyone know, if you want to contact us about any movie, um, contact us at our email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook on, at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Until next episode, Merry Christmas, and uh, hopefully um, you'll tune in for the Silent Night, Deadly Night episode. But until then, cheers. Catch up. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.